three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today is a leader in the field of change, helping driven corporate professionals to find success and well-being in their whole life. She helps leaders rethink the way they lead by bringing Eastern and Western practices in service of transforming lives. She has developed a proven methodology to help leaders get unstuck from old patterns to achieve the success they desire whilst experiencing a better quality of life. Welcome, everybody. Deepa Natarayan. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you so much for inviting me. So cool to have you here. And we will talk today why clarity is the number one factor, and we will see which kind of clarity and how to get there. But first, what are you currently creating? Well, I am currently helping and working with lots of leaders in the corporate industry and also with lots of leaders in the corporate industry who are wanting to step out and start something on their own. So I'm on this mission to help people bring that sense of mental clarity, you know, the clarity in the mind that I want to go in one direction, but then I seem to be acting in a completely opposite direction, or I'm not going at the speed uh, at which I want to in the direction of my goals. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And who are typical people that work with you? So I work with a lot of people who are highly driven. And when I say highly driven, they're usually top performers, usually people who are very motivated and very driven. And when I say driven, you might ask me, like, what are those qualities of a highly driven person? What have I seen? And from my research, what I've noticed is highly driven people, what I call them, are people who are very action-oriented, who like to get things done, who like to solve problems, um, who, who like to be perfectionists, who you know, have that zest for a quality of work that needs to be done and very focused on the future, wanting to get things um, in in place. That's the kind of driven people that I'm talking about. And what have you recently changed your mind about? <laughs> I think I have changed my mind about how I want to live. Mm. I used before COVID, I used to be taking flights three times a month. Uh, working a lot, working six days a week. I love my job. Uh, and at the same time, that definition of how I want to live and how I want to work has changed for me. Yeah. How did you make the shift from flying to non-flying? <laughs> Virtual world, right? Like this one, like you went uh, from a weekly podcast to a daily podcasting. Uh, I went from... Uh, doing live workshop, face-to-face -face workshops to doing it remotely. And then I even stopped doing those remote workshops for a certain period of time in order to build a system and a process. And you can see maybe uh, on the other side, some of my workbooks are present. So I put in place a methodology where people can actually go through a transformation. And I built in place um, a very systemic method that is guaranteed to bring you that mindset shift and that behavioral shift that people are looking for. Powerful. Can you walk us through the, the basic phases of your methodology? Sure, sure. Well, I think the number one thing is it starts with, um, it starts with, well, 
I'm someone who likes to make, who needs to make decisions. Like, you know, the person who has a problem, like I need to make decisions, but I'm not making decisions. I know I need to delegate, but I'm not delegating fast enough. I know I need to kind of relinquish control, but I'm not doing that. And I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, like there are lots of things we want to do in order to get our business, in order to perform at a certain level. But then what gets in the way is that we're not able to do it. It's like, going to the gym. I want to go to the gym three times a week, or I want to be running every single day, but I'm not. What's going on? Uh, why am I not able to do that, even though I have a very strong desire for it? So yes, you need a strong desire, but the number one thing is to stop and see how big that desire is. And is it resonant to who I, who I am? Is it resonant to what is it that I'm here to do in my life? And then figuring out, like, what are those mental patterns? Like, how have I been functioning? And I can talk about this for the next half an hour. So you've got to stop me, okay? So, <laughs> uh, so understanding our mental patterns, understanding how we are functioning, that is the number one key to actually get started on this path. Because many right now go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know how, how I'm functioning uh, and how can, how can they do it? Sure. If I want to give you one single tip and you ask, right, like, uh, what's that one single tip that I can go and apply immediately? So I can give you an example. Like when I started off podcasting, right, I recorded five episodes and then it took me like three months to launch five episodes. Like why three months when technology is like right here in front of us and on fever, you can get uh, five words or you can get someone to edit the podcast for you very quickly in about 24 hours. And I took like three months to get those podcasts out. So, you know, we have an intention to do something but we don't realize that our mind is actually sabotaging us, telling me that, oh my God, uh, if my voice doesn't sound right, or if the quality of this episode is not good enough, what happens? Like, will I fail? Will I lose the business that I already have? Like, how will people see me? I'm putting myself out there in public. Will I fail publicly? So all these things are like playing at the very subconscious level. And I wasn't able to see that. And so one tip I'm saying that is, I went and asked five people, if I want to get my podcast out, like other than me waking up at five o'clock and trying to put some small little things in place, what is it that's going to help me? And um, one of the feedbacks that I got was very strong. He said, two difficult things first. And that's when I realized I kept doing all the easy things to get the website up and ready to go around changing the colors of the website, go around changing the text of the website, to launch everything. But I wasn't doing the difficult thing. So why? Because I was afraid to fail. And so... My uh, suggestion would be like the one tip that will get you started off very quickly would be go and ask five people, like, what's that behavior you need to change if you want to be successful on the mission that's most important to you? Like it. And I'm also very curious who you nominate for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. When everybody zigs, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, this person is doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Hmm. I pick Mary Henderson. So if you've seen her, uh, she's very present on uh, LinkedIn. I, I'd pick Mary Henderson because she's very, very authentic. She knows exactly what's personal branding. And she's, I would say, the queen of personal branding. And what are three books that shaped you most? Mm -hmm. uh, the number one is Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. 
And then uh, the second book is The Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. And the third book is Immunity to Change by Robert Keegan. Mm. Uh, what touched you most about these books? What's touched me most is what is courage? And courage is not about saying I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm overworked, I'm overwhelmed. Like that is courage, sorry. Uh, courage is not pretending to be strong uh, and showing up and armoring yourself that everything is fine and that you can manage everything on your own. Courage is getting out of our cave when we feel most down and when we isolate ourselves. Mm. And when you look at your podcast and your business right now, what are you most excited about? Mm. <laughs> It's a good question. What am I most excited about? I'm excited every single day uh, because I get to get inside people's brain and see how it functions. I get to like help people figure out um, simple things and it's funny because like you know people come for a session and then they go like okay i've been struggling with this for the last uh three years help me out and then we sign up for like 10 sessions and we say okay let's you know do the 70 day uh program so that i can change my habitual patterns and ways of working and it's funny in about uh, 15 to 20 days people make remarkable changes and they're surprised uh down six months down the line that it's still sustainable so i'm just very excited every single day to meet new people to see how everybody thinks differently. It's almost like traveling for me now. And you have your sessions via Zoom. Is there anything they do in between? How, how do they show you their implementation in between? So we have sessions. So basically when people come into the 70-day uh, program to change their behaviors, to shift their mindset so that they can have the right mindset to reach the goals that they're aspiring to do, Uh, we meet every single week. We meet once a week and they have the workbooks and they have the platform. So they do the exercises in the platforms. They get to communicate with them through the platform. So, you know, it's a very tightly packed um, system that's in place. It's not just like, hey, let's have a coaching conversations. Help me figure out and let me have an aha. And then, you know, I have an aha moment and then I'll go put something in place or not. And whereas this is something more holistic because, uh, We need to look, create a strategic action plan for people to change, which is based on my physical body. Because like when I'm stressed, when I need to get out of my comfort zone, I need to know where does the stress locate in my physical body. I need to know how this goal is connected to my spiritual soul. I need to know what kind of mental patterns I need to change. I need to have a plan which takes care of my emotional emotions on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's a very holistic model that's based on, uh, you know, the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual being. Wow, powerful! C can you can you share one example of a blockage that was mental and how you found the link to the spiritual to the emotional? Sure. Yeah. So uh, one of my clients, uh, she, let's let's just call her Sophie. So that makes it easier. <laughs> so so Sophie, when she came in, she had she was a workaholic. She loved her work. High. She set herself up for high expectations, and she was 
someone who was the breadwinner for the com- for the family. She was the main breadwinner for the family. And uh, she had health issues. She recovered from those health issues. She came back to work. She found herself working in the same patterns. She did a leadership program. It didn't help her. And then she and I started working together on this program. Three weeks down the program, she started delegating massively. And something just shifted completely because she started to understand how she's functioning. And she started to understand and see at a subconscious level what has been driving her to the behaviors that she was. And she started to delegate more. And she saw that, wow, she could take the foot off the pedal. And then, you know, the change that you make, you never make the change in isolation. She also had to make the change uh, in terms of her relationships with people, asking her husband to support her, having that conversation with her husband, like, what if I quit my job? How are we going to support the family? How are we going to get on to the next phase? Me taking that risk of being an entrepreneur and you also taking the risk of being an entrepreneur at the same time. How do we do that? And holding the stiff, learning to hold those difficult conversations. So, you know, one is like, I change, but every time I change, my ecosystem of relationships around me are also going to change. And that is when change becomes sustainable and change can actually be scaled at different levels. And so uh, during the, when we put in place an action plan, it is for her, she's someone who minimizes her needs. So understanding that she's someone who's minimizing her needs and always looking out for the other person, the idea was to start looking at how, what am I feeling in the morning, in the afternoon, what, am I, what are my needs, writing it down in the journal. And then uh, we have music, therapy, that helps people to actually connect and be present more with themselves. And so for every person, the physical exercise um, is very different because we are blocked in different places. Like, you know, I'm, when I get stressed, it's my throat. And for you, you might be say, Oh no, deeper for me, it's in my stomach or, you know, it's in my back uh, or in my shoulders. Like we feel that in different places in our body. And how do you release that tension? Like that's very particular to the person, if that's uh, the right way to say that in English. So that's very unique to each person and identifying that for her. And then, Spirituality is, is not, let's not confuse this with religion, but her space of feeling united, feeling a part of the universe was to be in front of the sea. So spending more time at the sea, taking deliberate amount of time during the change to actually incorporate that. Let me go towards, let me go near the sea and stay there for a few days, journal from there helps to actually shift the system. So you've got to have an action plan that's taking care of the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual being. You inspired me to think about where is stress in my body? I never actually intentionally thought about it. And so this is this is interesting for everybody listening. Where is stress located in your body? Where does it, where does it show up? What gets tense? And uh, taking care of it uh, like directly in the like in the evening because everybody listening here is a business owner and they are very stressed. Most of them have kids. They they have enough stress in their day. So would you recommend uh, being aware of where the body gets tense and giving them giving that part attention every day? 
I would recommend first becoming aware of the emotion because basically what gets locked in the physical body is the emotion, is the uh, uncatered emotion, the anger, the frustration, the irritation. That is what gets locked in the body. And so the minute we become aware that this is what is deeply um, getting me upset or what is that emotion, identifying it and paying attention to it is the most important because today... Uh, we've got so many numbing techniques. Like, you know, we, we we feel slightly uncomfortable. We reach out to LinkedIn, Facebook, what's going on, social media, mm-hmm. or we switch on the television, or we go have a glass of wine, or uh, we start picking up the phone and talking to people or going out for a run. So the question is, it's not bad to go out for a run. Why are you running is a question. Are you running to numb the pain, to not feel the disappointment, or are you really running because running is a pleasure to you? Mm-hmm. And so... so- yeah, so so you know, identifying like what is it that's driving getting me upset? That's the most important thing. Yeah. And now I localize the emotion. For example, today after one specific Zoom call, I was angry. I was like, why did this guy waste my time, 15 minutes of my life? Uh and, and I was angry. So if we if we can locate the emotion and say, okay, I'm angry right now. We, we should sit with it, right? Not exactly. jump off to LinkedIn or any this any drug. Stay. Stay with that anger. Stay with the anger. If you have a balcony, if you're staying in an apartment, go stand at the balcony and look at the sky and, and sit with and be with that anger for the next 10 minutes and say, okay, this is what is getting me angry. This is what I'm upset about. You know, talk to your anger about like, you know, have that internal conversation. Look at it. Because the more we run away from it, the more it is going to stay. Mm. That's powerful. And so this is this is one of the many tools that is in exactly. your program, right? Exactly. I can talk for two days about this subject. So it's taken me years to get to this research and then put this complete methodology because, you know, change is so hard for people, right? Like so many people, we all want to change and change is one thing that's constant. Uh, you know, there's so many things as a business owner, right? Uh, especially as a solopreneur, like as you, when you start off, right? There's so many things to look after, looking after finance, you're looking after strategy, you're looking after um, day-to-day operations, your client satisfaction. There's so many... Uh, Um, jigsaw puzzles that you're looking at and so having that sense of clarity and knowing how my mind is getting in the way is super important yeah because ultimately our mind is the foundation for everything we do but also the limit right absolutely absolutely and tell us a little bit, so in, in the last weeks of your program, when people ha- have um, a mindset of abundance and of success, how does how does that impact their business, their life? When you have a mindset of abundance and success and you're on a positive role, number one, suddenly it's like... Um, a world of coincidence start to follow. Mm. <laughs> and I say a world of coincidences. Basically, because your mind opened up, suddenly you become this magnet that's attracting your clients. And so as against, I'm pushing and I'm struggling and I'm pushing and I'm trying to make the sale, I'm trying to grow my business. As against that, suddenly you become this calm and composed magnet that starts to attract business. And it's not some that you go through and, you know, exciting, wow, I'm so happy, I'm celebrating. No, it's a state of like a very peaceful state of flow where 
you know, you see things with clarity and you become very, things become very relative in terms of life and business. Yeah, that's the experience. That sounds good. And uh, today I was reading Epictetus, who says, align your will with the events outside. So the more you can align what's happening with what you wish and strive for, the better you are off. How can, and I was thinking, how, how, how can we do that more? Like aligning the events, what's happening with what we wish, with our goals. It's, it sounds like in this calm state, it happens. It's this magnetism that you just described. Yeah. If, if, you, if we are far away from it, like we always wish for stuff that is very far away. Yeah. How can we get more into attunement, alignment? Right. It's a very good question. And so this is always um, this is always um, a push and a pull scenario. So let me explain that. So sometimes we keep pushing and pushing and pushing and going towards what we want and trying to get that, right? And because we're actually pushing to get that. But sometimes when you keep pushing and you see that your efforts are not um, re rewarded and the stars are not aligned, the world is not being receptive and things are not flowing, perhaps it's time to stop and listen. Perhaps the timing is not right. And so one of the key elements in the program is called presence. And presence uh, is not about, is your capacity to love. And when I say it's that capacity to love, the capacity to love helps us to actually be connected to everything that is around us. Yeah. And when you start to have open that capacity to love to be connected to everything and have empathy for things around us, you start listening deeply to what's happening in the universe and your ecosystem around you. And then you start to say, okay, now I need to pull back. Right. And so you can't keep pushing, pushing, pushing all the time. You've got to listen, stop, see it's not working and pull back. And the minute you start pulling back, that's when things start to happen. So it's this uh, constant dance of movement of pushing and pulling. Beautiful. Balancing push and pull. And if we, if we realize that it's not working, then instead of speeding up, slowing down, becoming more receptive and uh, more loving. Exactly. You know what I do as a practice is very simple. I have a forest which is five minutes away from my house and I just go out and talk to the trees around there. So, it, you know, uh, when you sometimes get out of um, like when you're snorkeling, right, you've got these glasses on, you're looking at all the fish below and you're lost under the water. Right? That's what happens when we're stuck in our room constantly trying to push and you know get our business going. Uh, but then when you get your head out of the water and you suddenly see, oh my God, where am I? And that's how I feel when I go to the forest to go for a walk. It's like I start to see like what's happening in the world and I start to listen and I start to connect the dots. And that doesn't happen automatically in five or 10 minutes of going to the forest, right? And if you say, okay, I'm going to go to the forest with this expectation of I'm going to connect the dots, it's not going to happen. So you're going to let go of that expectation, right? And just take time to connect with nature or whatever it is that, you know, helps you to connect to a higher self, a higher self of being, a higher state. And that's when you stop uh, pushing and you start connecting the dots. Beautiful. That's strategic, right? Yeah. 
And uh, I, I think this is what running does for me because I run only in nature and it's full hour because I think around 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, that's when this, this state kicks in. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about who should be enrolling for your coaching program and who should not enroll because it's not for them. So uh, I would say if you're not willing to change or challenge, if you're not willing to challenge your habitual patterns, then this is not for you. Uh, I challenge people a lot. <laughs> My, the program is, I wouldn't say challenging, a bit maybe. It challenges your paradigms. It challenges the way you think. It helps you to reshift and rethink the way you lead. So it's definitely for not for people who are not willing to challenge uh, their way of thinking. And it's for people who are highly driven, who are highly motivated, and who have a very strong desire to get somewhere. Yeah. If you don't have a strong desire to get somewhere and you're like happy in comfort zone, then this program is not for you. Yeah. And where should they go to find you? Oh, simple. Uh, just head over to meetmypotential.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. My, yeah, my handle is uh, pretty much the same as my first name and last name, Deepa Natarajan. So happy to meet new people, talk to new people. And who should be my next guest? Um, I would say Natalie Doremiu. Why? Okay, so Natalie Doremiu is uh, someone who's very energetic, very motivated, and very um, inspiring. And she, I've always I've had lots of conversations with her, and every time I have a conversation with her, I come out inspired with lots of new ideas. And she's always uh, bubbly, sparkly, and I don't know where she gets her energy from. So yeah, I think she'd be uh, a good person to if you're looking for that spark of enthusiasm, for that spark of idea. Uh, yeah, that's her. Super cool. Thank you so much, Deepa, for sharing your journey, your wisdom with us. And people go to her coaching program. It's powerful. Thank you so much. Please come back soon. Thank you. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.